even the people that we admire, they move forward scared. They move forward not knowing what they're doing. And it's okay to do that. And I think sometimes we're just scared when we get down to it, maybe like if 100 people want a writing mentor, maybe 10 of them really need someone who's really a writing mentor. Mm -hmm. And more, they just need something else like courage or believing in themselves or just taking that step. Sometimes that just comes from doing it. And that's really scary. Mm. So we want, you know, more. Yeah. But what is the more that we want or need? That's just it. We don't know. And we want help to know what we want or need. And then we want help to get it, right? We want, we think, a writing mentor. Welcome to the Hope Writer Podcast. This is episode two of season three, How to Find the Perfect Writing Mentor. It's easy to think you need someone, a writing mentor to walk with you, answer your questions. It's way harder to find one and then to get one to say yes, right? It can be like searching for a unicorn. And that can be a trap. In this episode, we'll help you really think through finding the perfect writing mentor for you. But it might not be exactly what you expect. And when we're done, you might forever change what you think about mentoring. The Hope Writer Podcast is brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers of hope. If you want your writing to give others hope, we want to give you hope. And just for listening to the podcast, we'd love to give you a thank you gift. Four proven tips to instantly improve your writing. It's a free four-part video series. Just visit hopewriters.com slash podcast to get your free writing tips. Four simple but effective ideas that will help make you a better writer. And you get it just for listening. Go to hopewriters.com slash podcast. Your hosts on the podcast and at Hope Writers are sisters and authors Emily P. Freeman and Michael and Smith, marketing and tech guru Brian Dixon, who also writes books, and I'm Gary Moreland, Michael and Emily's dad. My first book is out this summer. In the previous episode of the Hope Writer podcast, you heard some answers to the million-dollar email question. You know, once a month in the Hope Writers Facebook group, a friendly little debate pops up about the best way to let readers know that you've written a new blog post. It sounds so simple, but it's actually a controversial issue. What do you do when the gurus say one thing and your gut says another? That's the previous episode, the million-dollar email question, episode one of season three. This episode, how to find the perfect writing mentor. To begin, let's make sure there are not bigger questions that we might be avoiding, such as the most important question to start with. Well, why do you need one? Well, everyone you, thinks you, they do. You need help. So Everybody needs help. Is that because they're too scared to just write? I think... Well, maybe. I think there is something in us that feels like, especially when we're trying to, when we want to do something that we really want to do, and it's maybe like a, a dream or something that we feel called to, but maybe we don't feel equipped for it. Mm. The instinct is to find someone who can teach us how to do it or who can sort of walk with us and make sure we're doing it right. For me, it's like, I want to make sure I'm doing this thing right. For somebody else, it might be something different. Um but I've never had a I've never had a writing mentor in that way. Um, like in fact, a person that you talk to. Yeah, about I mean, I've had people I talk to, but no, I think there's this like mythical unicorn mentor out there in our imaginations mm. that we think 
if we could only get that, find that person, then it would unlock something that I need to continue Mm. because I'm lacking something by Mm -hmm. myself. So therefore I need the unicorn mentor to tell me what I'm missing so that I can move forward. The secret room where all the knowledge is. Yeah. That we're be, we've been kept out. How can I get in there? Do you have the key? Right. So I think that is, that's setting the, the, that is setting the foundation for why we, pray for mentors we wait for mentors we look for mentors we we ask people if they'll be our mentor and i and i'm not to say not to say that that's a bad thing to want but i think why do you want it but we all feel that way don't we i think we i i i resonate with that do you brian well i think there's two different things we're talking about one is is what's a writing mentor and how can you get one and how can they help you i think that's important but you brought up a bigger point which is the unicorn kind of theory Mm -hmm. and i think we all have an expectation that we get the magic potion or the magic unicorn or the magic technology that suddenly makes things easier. Mm-hmm. And so that's just like a bigger topic, mm-hmm. which is like, just know that you never have it completely figured out. You have right. to try it scared, mm-hmm. you know, and then you'll, and you'll slowly start to figure it out. So, right. And recognize when you're putting a writer writing mentor in that category. Cause it's easy to do. It's easy like, to do. I don't have a writing mentor. And you could use and the same thing. We did, hear it all day. Yeah. I don't have a mailing list. I don't I don't understand the WordPress thingy. You know, I don't know I don't know an editor. You know, like mm-hmm. you can use the I don't know. Like if only I had the unicorn, then things would be better. And the reality is there really is none, right? Right. There's no unicorn. So in the in the Hope Writer uh, Facebook group, Michael and did a an office hours. Yes. And it was it was not just on Unicorns. Uh, writing mentor. But <laughs> it's it was all on, about unicorns. It was on community and the different kinds of community. And mentor was one of the ones that you had it uh, divided up with. Awesome. But you had, that was really encouraging what you had to say in there about, for one thing, like you, you talked about how uh, it's not always a person who knows they're your mentor and, and how you've been helped by people who never knew they helped you. Right. Yeah, I think Emily made a comment even that said, my mentors have never known they've been mentors. Yeah, I've never had a mentor who've known that they were my mentor. Me either. And I don't want one. Me neither. I don't now. You don't want them to know? Well, I don't want to like meet with someone one-on-one. That feels really uncomfortable to me. <laughs> you also have a strange personality. Right, so there's, there's probably that. others like that, but I, that's, that's in the minority. <laughs> but yeah, I think, well, we need to talk about two things. One is how people can be our mentor or things without them ever knowing it and how they're really probably already providing that for us but it's our job to take it to the next level but also everyone means something different when they say they want a mentor Mm -hmm. some people when you narrow it down what they need what they want is someone to read their writing and critique it and help them Mm. they need an editor that's not a mentor right Mm. some people want a prayer partner like just call it what it is because then you can look for it in the right place Mm. instead of you know, this magical mentor who will meet with you at your house uh, when you want and do the things you want, but then you also want them to tell you what to do. I think it's almost selfish the way we just, I don't know, compartmentalize the whole mentor thing, but we might need an agent or we might Or a ghostwriter. A ghostwriter. <laughs> I think that's what they really want. <laughs> or a cheerleader or an encourager or a mom. Like there's just a lot of different things that fall into that category. Mm-hmm. And it might be like 10 different people. Right. That quietly speak into your life. That's the thing is I think sometimes we want one person to be all those things, but that's just not, I don't know that any one person has all those giftings. So it wouldn't right. make sense to find. So what do you do though when you feel that then? You you think you want a mentor and now you're hearing, oh, well, maybe it's actually a, a specific thing. Well, how do you go about knowing what you want or need and then trying to get it? Well, I think you think you need to think about what you feel like you need help with. 
and then kind of identify from there. I don't know. What do you think, Emily? Yeah, I think I think looking at what's what's going on in your life in the moment when you're like, I wish I had a writing mentor. What just happened right before you thought mm. that question? Mm. Were I'm you, not good enough. Were you writing? Were you scared? Were yeah. you having a conversation? Were you comparing yourself to someone? That's like, it. what's the thing that triggered you thinking you needed a writing mentor? And then get to the root of that thing. Then where's the fear? And then, but then turn it and find the need. Like, there's a legitimate need there. But it might not be what you think. And so just to blanket statement of, well, I just don't have a writing mentor. It could be that like exact. I love what you said, how you said, is it because you want to you want someone to read your writing? That's an editor. If you want someone to represent your writing and get, get your foot in the door with publishers, well, that's an agent. You know, maybe you just want someone like go back and forth. Well, that's a friend. You know, that's just a peer. But one thing I love about Hope Writers is a lot of those people are in our Hope Writers community. Like we have we have editors, we have fellow writers, we have people in all stages of the game. And I think that's a great place to find some of your quote unquote writing mentors. And it might look way different than you think. And it might be eight different people. I know for me, like I, when I look around in the world, um, Ed, as I, as I, as my eyes move to and fro, as I rode my, as I rode my unicorn, <laughs> so I'm flying on my unicorn. Oh, the unicorn. But I have people who have been my mentors but they don't they don't know it and most of them I've never met. Like and some of them have been mentors who aren't necessarily just writing mentor but all of it has informed my writing. Like for example, Andrew Peterson has taught me the importance of working with your friends because I feel like he's built his whole thing on finding the giftedness in the people around him and then celebrating them and then they've built this thing together. And so I've watched that. Now I've met him like hi my name is, but I don't know Andrew Peterson. I'd like his music, and I, but I don't have to sit down with him because everything I need to know, I can read about, I can listen to, I can listen to the podcast, I can go to his website. Like I have learned what I need to learn from him, and I'm still learning. He just doesn't know it, you know, and because it's out there. You wouldn't say he's mentored you, but you would say you've been mentored by him. Yeah, he's a mentor who, he, he's yes, he's mentored me from afar. But I wouldn't be like, well, my personal mentor, Andrew Peterson, like, that's not true. But for me, it is in my own head because I've learned right. what I need to know. Like mm. Ruth Haley Barton, she's taught me how to be alone. She's taught me the importance of silence and solitude. But she's done that through her books mm. because I've read her books. Mm -hmm. And I've never met her in real life. She doesn't know who I am. But I've learned that from her. Now, there are some other people who I feel like I've learned from in my actual life. Like you're, my sister is one of my mentors. She's taught me how to say no. <laughs> she's taught me kind of how to prioritize what's most important and how to figure that stuff out. Now that's, she has been a personal mentor because I know her in real life, but it's also not like I ever went to my sister and said, will you mentor me? Because <laughs> she's my big sister. Like, of course, sure. you know, that's a normal thing. It's all, it all counts, I guess is yes. what I'm saying. It's all equally valuable. And Ruth, <clears throat> sorry. That was lovely. Can you delete that? <laughs> delete. Nope. Ruth. <laughs> Ruth, Haley Barton, is that her name? Yeah. I feel like she knows when she wrote that book, that's her offering to mentor you and to mentor whoever chooses to do the work to pick it up and read. Right, like that was her intention. Yeah. She hopes that that's the result. So to think that she's not mentoring anyone, she's bad. Right. Like she is, this is how she feels called to mentor people. Mm -hmm. It's good. through what she's doing. Mm -hmm. I've always added a different word, which is we have mentors are people that we know that help us take a step and I would use the word model. Like a model is somebody that we don't know that we want to model our life after. Like we want to, we go, wow, like Andrew Peterson, I like the way that he structured his life. I want to model my part of my life after the way he structured his life, but you don't personally know him. Where a mentor is somebody that actually helps you implement the model. 
So I would look at, you know, all the books of people that have been, you know, passed away a long time ago. None of them are mentors, but I would say many of them are, are models. Like, oh, wow, the way that they did that one thing, I really want to learn from that. And now, is there somebody that I know that can help me implement that? Yeah, that makes That's sense. That's the way I've looked at it. It's maybe a little different. I don't like the word model. Me either. That's yeah. personal. And I feel no? mentored. Yeah. Like, I feel a I, personal connection. It's my experience is, men, is be having been mentored. <laughs> me too. Even maybe I'm just, I'm just that egocentric. Yeah, they've never given you personal feedback, right? No. 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 But, yeah. but See, I don't I need them to. Right. I don't need them to the give thing. me personal feedback. If we're doing... I feel like that's what we're insisting from people is like, mm. you need to think about me and look at me and listen to me and read oh, my stuff and look at me and look at my life tell and tell me what, what I'm doing think. wrong. Yeah. Why can't part of being mentored be our job? Some yes. of it is in Self our Self-awareness. And I think that that is, I, it's my job to do my own work mm-hmm. personally. Now I do meet with someone in my real life monthly who hears about my life. I pay her, but she's kind of counselor. She's kind of a spiritual director, you know, but like, I pay her to mentor me, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. And so she does, but like that's her job is to sit there. It's I pay her so that I can be selfish in the relationship so that she can kind of hear and give me personal feedback. But she doesn't give me feedback on my writing. But I feel like that these other people, like when I say when I hear the word model, I think of like, oh, I wanna I wanna copy. And to me, like I I am my own self. And so I think, well, but although I it's that's really interesting. It's a word. It, yeah. it's that's just a feeling like Earlier, you said you didn't like the word vision. You'd prefer the word purpose. I think we all have like our own things we attach to words. And mm-hmm. so, but I, but the distinction is sure. an interesting one mm-hmm. and probably an important one. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying at all that I don't think we need people in our lives to right. like speak into it and listen. And yes, but maybe not in every area that we necessarily think or we else we can't move forward. And I think also not to discredit the person, our comrades. You don't need Beth Moore. I mean, let's just bring out the big guns. We don't. <laughs> Beth Moore doesn't need to be my mentor, and she doesn't. She's mentoring me through her Bible studies, or, gosh, through her Twitter account. My goodness, just yeah, read no that. Kidding. Yeah. But I can talk to my sister or Tish or someone else who, if it if I have an issue or a question about you know whatever it is, I don't know, putting an ad on my blog or email. There are so many friends that I know are one step ahead of me in that, that I can ask that question to. I don't need Beth Moore to tell me the answers to those questions. I mean, it'd be great, but it's not something that you're like seeking out. Right. That's interesting because if you thought, if you were thinking to yourself that you needed, oh, if only I had a mentor, let's just put it that way, then a test might be then, well, who in, in people that you don't have a relationship with, uh, who has helped you, and what what kind of list could you make about who your mentors would be? Like Emily mentioned a while ago, so you were able to have a list, right? Yeah. Like I've got, I have a long list actually. Yeah, I've got a short list. Okay, Carl Sandburg. Carl Sandburg. Okay, Carl Sandburg died in 1968. Yeah, but his journey to how he found his place as a writer was very inspiring to me. He won a he won a uh, is, what, what are the writing ones? Pulitzers, right? Mm-hmm. He won a Pulitzer for writing history, and he won a Pulitzer for writing poetry. Now, how can you do that? And he didn't really have college education, and he was rejected pretty much by all the powers that be. But his work ethic and his drive to find his place was very inspiring to me. So I like, I make a pilgrimage. I can go to his house because it's close by in Flat Rock in North Carolina. And you can go up to the third floor of his house, which has been left the way it was when he Mm. died 50 years ago. And you can see the room where he worked and the 
wooden crates that he stacked up that he put his typewriter on and his old filing cabinets because I guess in the 1930s they got scared they weren't going to have any more money or whatever. So even though he was well off, his office was an office that any of us could make with zero money and he produced all this fantastic work. So I would say I learned greatly from him and if I was going to talk to somebody, um, I would almost want to know, well, tell me who else you've learned from. Yeah. Because if you're not paying attention and curious and hungry for something that you're so hungry for it that you're going to get it anywhere you want. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing that, you're not going to take anything that I give you. Mm -hmm. You're just going to feel better about yourself. Another guy that inspired me would be Bill James. He, He thought about baseball. He was a security guard at Stokely Van Camp. And he thought about baseball statistics. And one day he thought, I could write these season previews like I read in the uh, sports magazines in the spring. And he began thinking about it and self-publishing. And he did that for a couple years. Then he got a book deal. Within 10 years, he had changed baseball. Baseball changed. Moneyball, all that. That's Bill James. So he was a complete outsider, thinking, self-publishing, never dreaming of any of this stuff happening. Now he has two World Series rings because now he's an insider. And he helped the Red Sox to win World Series that they hadn't won in 100 years. And he was part of their team. Is that not someone that you learn from? That if you pay attention and you say, what house did he grow up in? What were his habits when he was thinking? How did he do his self-publishing? How did he feel when he was writing his self-publishing? Who did the covers for his self-publishing? His wife. How many copies did he sell? (laughs) A couple of hundred. Well, how did he ever get heard of? Somebody, the right person who worked for Sports Illustrated, just happened to subscribe to his thing, did an article on Bill, he got a book deal, and then all that goes. And so he was hated, but then he was loved because what he did worked. Isn't that awesome way to learn from somebody? But if you're not doing that with the people that you don't know, You're probably not going to do that by going out and having a cup of coffee with somebody and picking their brain because you're not already wired to take everything you can to feed into who you want to be and what you want to do. You're not going to take advantage of it. You're going to feel a little better. So your world is full of people who are already mentoring you if you'll open up your eyes and pay attention. So true. You know, Emily, how many books have you written? I've written four books. Four books. So if, if you met somebody and they sat down with you for coffee and they've, written, they've read all four of your books, they've taken your online course, they've been a member of Hope Writers, they attended the Hope Writers workshop, they upgraded to get the online course version where we coached them, they've done all this stuff, and then they sat down with you, how much more are you going to show up to that conversation than if, you know... They bought your book five years ago, and it's been sitting on the shelf the whole time. Yeah, I'd ask them to mentor me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, oh, you're an action taker. Yeah, I don't do everything you've done. (laughs) Way to go. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that's that's it. I think we look at, I I still think about models and mentors. Like, how do I want to kind of model my life? Like, what are people that are doing things that I'm like, oh, man, I want to be a dad like that guy. And, oh, I want to have our finances like this person. And, you know, I want to, you know, be a husband like that person. And most of those people have left some sort of clue of how they got there. They've told their story on a podcast. They've written a book. You know, they have a YouTube video. And I just look at it as it's my responsibility to get to know that story. Like we had a men's retreat at um, my church uh, two weeks ago, two weekends ago. I found out who was going to be the speaker. 
And I Googled him and I found, wow, he's been on a couple of podcasts and he's a speaker. So I watched a couple of his things. And then when I met him in person a couple of days later, I'm like, hey, I watched your talk on this. And I had a question. And the look in his face. Yes, was that's like, how you do it. You, you, and he's fairly well known. Like Nobody he's, does He's that. on the board of North Point Community Church. Like he is like Andy Stanley's like right hand marriage guy. Like he's pretty well known. And I went to Reggie and I was like, hey, I watched your thing. And I have a question about this. And he just looked at me like. How do you know who I am? And do you think he wanted to answer your oh, yeah. question? We talked a bunch of times the weekend. He would love yeah. to answer your question. And he remembered who I was. What if because I remember who he was? What if you'd walked up to him cold and said, "You know, I've heard yeah, a little bit do about you." Have a you. book on this? Uh, no, I'd like you to mentor me. What if <laughs> no, you would no, ask no. him? Can I pick your brain, Reggie? Can I pick your yes, brain? Reggie, can we go to coffee and I can pick your brain? You Are can, you a cup of coffee? It would feel <laughs> completely different to Reggie than what you did. Yeah, I can only meet. Friday morning, right, at my house at 8 a.m. Uh, at my house. <laughs> Will you drive over? <laughs> so so do that, you know, instead of looking for the unicorn, you know, do mm-hmm. that. Figure mm-hmm. out, let's just say, man, if only I was able to write a little bit more like this particular person. Well, go read that person, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, it, it all leaves clues, I think. At the same time, we, we're even though we're giving, giving the anti-mentor, anti-personal mentor angle, there's great value in people who you connect with who... Uh, it's the right relationship, and they pour your, themselves into you, and yeah. you pour, and you take what they say and do something. Because I know I've had that yeah. for many years sure. from right. one person, mm-hmm. and it changed my life. It changed my life more than Bill James and Carl Sandburg mm-hmm. right. because it was personal and it was customized for me. The person that, that you gave the example of mm-hmm. a while ago, Brian, with Emily, if a person did all that stuff yeah. with Emily's course, et cetera, right. and then came to her and wanted something, there is still more that that person could get. Because Emily's input has not been customized for that person's exact thought. Every one of us is different. That person's exact thoughts and difference and experiences and everything. And that's where there could be more benefit potentially come from that. Well, you already know your mentor. There's already somebody in your life that you could learn from that knows you, that could challenge you and encourage you and pray for you and like you already know that person. Like I, right. for me, it's our marriage and family pastor, Kevin Conklin. The guy's awesome, and he's a mentor of mine. Now he hasn't written. I haven't read his writing. You know, like all these kind of things. But like he is invested, and there are people that have invested in you and in your life. And it might be your next door neighbor. It might be another mom at your kid's school. But you already have somebody in your life. I think that we're we're the the bigger gap is in the implementation of like actually saying, hey, like can we have a conversation or can we sit down? Like actually being a little bit more intentional about the relationship. I think that's where uh, we're, we're losing out that value. We're waiting on the unicorn, but we have the, what's the, what's a good analogy? What's please? another animal we can think of? <laughs> what's, I'm going to like the horse or the mule, <laughs> the, mule the donkey, the donkey. <laughs> we have the center Wrong right way. in front of us. <laughs> yeah. The other way. Other way. Worse. Work horse, work Worse. animal. <laughs> So you're saying <laughs> you're going mythical way <laughs> mythical. Don't, don't put your potential mentor on some big platform that they have to be a certain level or something. Oh, right. Your favorite say, author yeah. doesn't need to be your writing mentor. No. You need a life mentor and that will help you with your writing. So how do you right. do that? Or what do you do if you think that? And you, okay, you're going to do everything that you can to take advantage of everything that everyone has produced that you have access to that's not personal. But you also want or could use and we know the benefit that it could be of the personal thing so how do you what should well the personal thing i'm just saying the personal thing doesn't have to be from 
the guru. That's all I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. I think we hold out on it. We say one day, mm-hmm. Marie Forleo, we mentioned in another episode, like, wouldn't it be great if you had an hour of Marie's time to sit down and ask her some questions? Okay. Well, you kind of do. Right. Like, because she puts out an she's episode every away. She's mm-hmm. right. You can buy her course, you can watch her videos. And so you can get almost everything she would say in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Already. True. Yep. And she's done the hard work of curating it and she's talked to thousands mm-hmm. of people and knows the kinds of questions that a yes. lot of people have. Now, will she look at your website or your book and give you personal feedback? No, but maybe that doesn't, maybe you don't need that. You don't like need you that. think you do Mm-mm. to the extent. And I think there is something to be said too for, like dad, you said, if you do all of these things, if you find a, maybe a personal, like someone in your own life who you can meet with as a person, like in a regular kind of a way, but maybe not a guru person. When you're doing all that, I think there does come a point where you have to realize that even the people that we admire, they move forward scared. They move forward not knowing what they're doing. And and it's okay to do that. And I think sometimes we're just scared when we get down to it, maybe like if 100 people want a writing mentor, maybe 10 of them really need someone who's really a writing mentor. Mm-hmm. And more, they just need something else like courage or believing in themselves or just taking that step. And, and that... Sometimes that just comes from doing it, and that's really scary. Mm. So we want, you know, more. I think another challenge that I've seen, especially with uh, beginning writers, is that you don't pick who your mentors are, and so then you just start chasing all of these voices. You follow too many people online, you subscribe to too many newsletters, and so then you just get distracted and discouraged because you can't follow 11 people, you know? You can you can have a conversation with one person as you're walking, but you can't go follow, you know, 11 different paths at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I, it, maybe that's the one piece of advice I'd give, and we talk about it in our course 90 Day Direction, like pick your filter, pick your three people, and those are the three people I'm gonna listen to. And so then when it comes to, should I send this kind of email, or should I write this kind of blog post, or should I get traditionally published or self-published, like pick who you're gonna listen to, and then get to know what they said on the topic, as opposed to listening to everybody, because it'll just get really overwhelming. If you need some help, the thing that you want help with, the person that you're talking and asking wants to know that you kind of know what you're looking for. Otherwise, it's like, so we're going to go to lunch and I'm going to hold your hand and we're going to talk really vague and stuff. And then you're going to feel good because you talked to me. But so it would help if you knew what you were looking for when you talk to somebody. Yeah, I'm much more likely to respond positively to a specific question than I am to the general, will you be my writing mentor? Mm -hmm. Because I don't really have the white space to be a writing mentor because I have no idea what they mean when they ask that. What are your expectations? Like, do you think we're going to talk on the phone a lot? I don't really like the phone and that's uncomfortable for me. Well, however it works for you. But if they have... What if they say, well, whatever works for you, Emily? (laughs) I I can't... go read my book. I don't Now it's Emily's job. Now it's my job to figure out a plan. And so to me, it's like, ask me something really specific that I can happily give an answer to. And if you don't yet know that question, maybe you're not quite ready yet for what you think you're ready for, which is a mentor. Because to me, like, especially when we're talking about finding the perfect writing mentor, like you have to know what your writing questions are. Because if you don't, then you're just really giving all the power to someone else. Like, tell me how to be, tell me what to do. And 
but really it's like you have to get in there a little bit and do the writing. And then when you have a list of some specific questions, then find out who the people are and see if they already have answered your question on their website or on a podcast or in their book. And if they haven't, and if you have access to that person, I think send, send them an email and ask them a very specific answerable mm-hmm. question rather than a vague one question, one question yeah. with a short in a short paragraph <laughs> rather than a sort of a, a vague, like, I just really feel lots of words coming out. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting because I I can't remember who it was. I think it was Tim Ferriss and one of his podcasts. This was when he was first starting and he was on an elevator with some person that he had great respect for. I don't know if we'd known, but he knew who it was. And so he asked a specific question, like you just said, Emily, and he got the guy's email or whatever, and they had a follow up. And then he had another question and they did this and it was working very well if, if this was Tim. And Tim said, then one day, <laughs> then one day I asked him a broad general question about mentoring and the guy bailed Mm -hmm. because think about it. Anyone that wants to help you, the last thing they want to do is to have to figure out how to help you and to feel like you think your destiny is even a bit dependent upon them helping you. I would never want Emily to feel if I wanted her help that, you know, if you don't help me, I may not be able to accomplish my dreams. If anyone feels... I'm trying to get help and no one will mentor me and no one has time for me and no one will go come to coffee with me and let me pick their brain. If that depresses you or if that has a negative effect on you, to me, that's a red flag because you want that kind of thing. But if you can't get that, the world is still so full of information that you can never get to the end of that if you never had a personal conversation with someone customizing something from you, you could still go so far. It, it implies to me a red flag if you got angry or upset because no one could would helping you that, well, you're not really doing everything you can do. Uh, the guy that mentored me spiritually, Harold, m- most people would never get this. You, most of our mentorships or discipleships are many, many people over many times in many different forms. This was unusual. It was one person deeply over a bunch of years. And he broke my heart 10 years later when I asked him how he was doing, who he was talking to, guys he was talking to and things. He said, no more Gary's. Oh. And I knew what he was saying. What he was saying was, Gary, you did something with what I gave you. Wow. You took what I gave you and you put it into action. That's why I was able to pour into you because I knew I wasn't wasting it. You never just wanted someone to hold my hand, to hold your hand. You never wanted someone just to pray with you or to make you feel better. We didn't have to go out to lunch and have coffee. When you had a problem, you called me. You had a specific problem and we talked about it. It broke my heart when I thought, You mean that's as good as it gets? (laughs) This me? (laughs) People should be lining up to talk to you and taking what you say. He he said someone told him one time, uh, Harold said, well, our Bible study right now, we're going through Galatians. I've already read Galatians. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Wow, checking them off the list. Okay, (laughs) then you don't need my help. Right, I can't help you. (laughs) You've given it away. You've told them everything. I've already read Galatians. I've read Galatians. (laughs) I've read that Bible. Thank you for telling me. read that book. Got any others? Thanks for telling me that because now I know (laughs) I can't help you. Right. Mm -hmm. People will help you if they know you're going to do something with it. And how can you let them know that without telling them, without saying, oh, I promise I'll do something with it? What is there in your your life that they would go, ah, I would want to help that person? Well, for years, I spoke at the She Speaks conference, maybe four years in a row. I spoke in the writer's 
track of the She Speaks conference. And it was during that time of speaking at the conference when I realized I loved talking with writers about writing. I loved it. And I don't know that I actually knew that until I did that conference for several years. But the problem was that when you start talking about writing is that then people email you questions about writing. And I remember my heart's desire was to answer every question. Like I hated not being able to really get one-on-one with these writers, which is why when Brian came to us and said, hey, you guys have this thing that you're doing. Let's turn it, let's let's really serve writers with it. Let's let's pivot and really serve writers. And that's sort of how Hope Writers came to be. It was such an answer for me that I didn't even know to ask the question. I didn't even think that this was a possibility. But Hope Writers has been such a help for me as a as a person who loves talking with writers about writing, because now a lot of those questions are answered within the Hope Writers community. So if you're looking for the perfect writing mentor, <laughs> the least you could do is join Hope Writers. Right. It's the perfect place. We've this set it up planned, so but... that we can help you. And yep. you have a community of all these people going through oh exactly. Gosh. That's yeah. the most, so supportive. You, people so underestimate. Supportive. Oh when gosh. Emily and I were first in Encourage, you know, for the first five years, we wrote for Encourage. Those 30 women, we were all going through at the same time. There wasn't someone who's been writing books. Well, Lisa Turkers. Lisa Turkers had been writing. She had written about 100 million books at the time. Yeah. She was the only one, really. And one day, you know, we'd ask a question and Mary Carver would answer it because she did it three weeks ago. She did that, right. The next day it might be Holly Girth. I mean, just that community of people doing, going through the same thing, that was priceless. Mm -hmm. And more than the four of us and Hope Writers, which is great, and we try to, you know, have great content, but the community of the other people trying to do the exact same thing yes right that's where that's where it's at that's where it's at my, my favorite is when somebody asks a question in the in the facebook group and then other people besides us answer it mm-hmm. and then usually one person points to a resource that we've created yep. in the membership <laughs> it's my favorite. Uh-huh. so it's like we've already answered it and mm-hmm. they know that we've they already answered it. Here's it. Where it is and they're encouraging each other it's yes. perfect and then i log on facebook and i'm like oh 15 people liked it three people answered the question and there's the link i would have sent anyway <laughs> yes. yeah you're done, done. And you didn't do it. like yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> such a great it's such a it's the only i mean i'm in that group every day yeah and they are too because right. it's a really chatty group. <laughs> but I love it. I it's love it. It's the only so much. thing I do on Facebook. I it's do no the other Facebook. Facebook group. Right. I don't yeah. know you still haven't accepted else. my friend request. <laughs> he I doesn't know where to go to do that, Brian. I, no, you don't my do that. ninety-one year old grandmother's on Facebook. <laughs> I'll figure it out. But it's really Hope Writers is the next best thing to having your own personal unicorn mentor. Right. You'd say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the first step. What's the first step? Joining Hope Writers, duh. (laughs) (laughs) And it's an easy first step. You can join Hope Writers right now for just $1 for a week at hopewriters.com slash trial. It's the next best thing to your own personal writing mentor, a whole community of writers on the same journey you are, helping each other and adding up to a wonderful mentoring voice. Go inside Hope Writers right now for $1 for a week at hopewriters.com slash trial. We'd love to see you sharing in the Hope Writer Facebook group inside Hope Writers. That Facebook group is a super community where you ask questions, make friends, get encouragement. You can go inside Hope Writers now for a week for $1. Just go to hopewriters.com slash trial. And some final words of hope from Katie Ward, who recently left a comment on Emily's Instagram feed. Katie said, I love all your books and all your posts, and I am grateful for your mentorship, even though you didn't know I existed until now. That's how it can work. So who's mentoring you right now? Thanks for listening. 
were prepared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're ready to go again. You gonna eat that? No, nut? you got some on him. <laughs> I don't trust that. I'm not <laughs> sitting there. Here. <laughs> <laughs> don't put it back on the pot. Well, it's great, just like no, bird mark. My nut. <laughs> you okay. pick up your microphone. Mm-hmm. Dad, your ear, your earbuds are pink. It's nice. <laughs> I wouldn't think you'd choose pink. I don't know. I think I thought, thought they were red. red. <laughs> I knew it. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> They're red. <laughs> okay. How to find your perfect writing mentor? See, you say mentor, and I say mentor. Mentor. How do you say it? Mentor. Oh. Mentor. mentor. Girls against boys. <laughs> Girls against boys. Very close. I mentor, guess mentor, mentor sounds like mentor. You're a robot knight. <laughs> Must be mentored. <laughs> right. Well, if it was supposed to <laughs> How do you spell it? It's just got an O R on it. It's got an O R. Mentor. No E R. Oh, Mentos. Like Casper the Friendly Ghost <laughs> is E R. Casper Mentor. So that would be E R. Right. I'm I'm trying to like spell it in my mind now. <laughs> I just spell the word the, you know, like when you <laughs> this is like, right. or you say your I own know. name over and oh, over. That's my Emily, name. Emily, Emily. That's my yes. name. That's I, not a name. I answer to that. What do you, Emily, 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 Emily. What do you call that? Sounds Was it so you that weird. were like, this is my hand? This is my hand. <laughs> yes, it was so It's connected to my butt. I'm I control making control this. I had that moment. It's like before. a baby. Sure. <laughs> they look at their own hand. Yeah. It makes you feel weird when you're like, oh my gosh, everything I'm doing, I'm doing. Oh, have you ever it's thought, really how in, can like, I see? Y'all, how can we see? How can we see? Is what we're seeing okay, actually being seen? Or is it upside down? What if the oh, whole earth is Here's what down? I wonder. Is what I think is orange really oh orange? Oh my gosh! Or to, if I could get inside your body, would it look this green? This is blue. I'm going to die. And we all think that orange is the same color because we point to it gosh. and we say, that's orange. Yes, that's orange. So but what if I was in gosh. your head? Describe this color. <laughs> you can't because all the you words can only describe that you color with other colors. Yeah. All the words you associate, like bright or whatever. Well, what if bright's really dark? Well, we've just agreed on what what oh, it is. We've brother. agreed, but uh-huh. what if we don't? What if it's different for everybody? All I know is if this table is orange. For everybody. If it was different <laughs> for everybody, not white. we would always be arguing about it. Your biggest nightmare <laughs> is that orange is going to show up in your life. <laughs> Nobody argues about it, so we all do agree. But wouldn't it be weird if it was different? <laughs> God, so they're laughing the at us, <laughs> calling Did these colors. Did you ever read that book, the, the Giver? What? Uh, Did you ever read the book, We watched the, the movie. There's a mo- yeah, they did Is a movie. Scary? It's not scary. Mm. Basically, like in order to protect themselves, they've removed anything that involves choice. And so, what you what you realize is they've removed color. Oh, my daughter just read that book. Actually, so fascinating. Hmm. Well, they removed color. What does that mean? Because you can't choose color. Which color? It means the movie's in black and white. <laughs> like, I think it does start that way, doesn't it? I think oh. so. It does. Yeah. But the idea is, like, the more freedom we have to choose, the more freedom we have to hurt each other and ourselves. And so, oh. therefore, remove all choice and remove all freedom. And therefore, nobody will be hurt. But what they realize is that oh. everybody's hurt. They're yeah. in a perpetual state of being hurt. And so they That's a great idea again. for a book or a movie. <laughs> well, it was both. Surprise. Oh. <laughs>